Welcome to exciting economic development. Well, Trump is getting impeached. What does that mean? I'm curious to hear what's going to happen if he's actually going to lose office. But uh, very, very interesting. Christmas is upon us and exciting time of year, but also a real stressful time of year for people. Uh, lots to do, lots of, of course, and, you know, there's always the last minute things. And, you know, I think especially in our family, uh, there's, everyone's just kind of running around. So take a time to breathe and enjoy family. I'm particularly um, excited about this year. It's just nice to have the whole family back as my kids are off to university and my son in uh, high school. Things go by and, uh, you know, I miss them, but uh, at the same time, I know they're growing up. And so actually having the family together is a big thing. And uh, this year, actually, and every year we try to go skiing and uh, spend some time together as family. So, you know, for us as family, it's important to uh, spend time together and, and just to be with each other, whether bad or good. And of course, there'll be some fighting, but that's okay. And uh, I think that's a part of part of being a family. You know, so many people don't have people or lost loved ones. or It's really sad. And uh, I just uh, want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas uh, um, and uh, Happy Holiday. And I don't know what the real, um, I know you're supposed to say, not supposed to say Merry Christmas, but I, we are Christians. So, hey, embrace it. Anyhow, uh, this podcast is is with, uh, I'd like to introduce you to Jazz the Healer. Jazz is an amazing guy, and, uh, you know, he has a great story to tell. I didn't make this podcast as long. Uh, he had more information. I just wanted to uh, keep the podcast short so that uh, it doesn't seem that you have to spend an hour to listen to me. The last one's pretty long, pretty heavy in economic development. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, it's a, a quick uh, podcast, so uh, without uh, further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Jazz. Start there. So welcome sure. to exciting economic development. Thank you. Uh, glad that you're taking. Thank you for taking some time and uh, uh, interviewing. Um, and you've got like a really uh, a wealth of of, of uh, background and knowledge, and you're a smart guy. And uh, thank you. So I'm pleased to have you on on my podcast. And uh, I'm just mesmerized actually a lot by your commitment and your and your desire and also your need to help people and, and heal them. And, uh, and uh, I think that's fantastic. And so, um, so I, I sent you uh, some questions and we're going to follow most of that. But first of all, uh, my first question to you is, you know, you've talked with me, I think over the next last two or three years. And uh, I think we've known each other two or three years. And that's right. I, um, Want to know what your definition of uh, economic development is? Well, thanks for the tr- introduction there, uh, Cyril. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so economic development. Um, I guess, let's say, perhaps in the context of, I'm looking at it in the context of, let's say, a municipality, perhaps, right? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Or even a, you know, even provincially. Well, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess that can be broken down. I guess um, into into a smaller area. So, like a municipality, like for example, like with uh, with what you had been doing um, since I've known you, and um, I guess uh, I can imagine, you know, a municipality um, might want to invest time in finding ways to, let's say, reinvigorate or even invigorate just uh, the economy with. Um, 
with some strategies with respect to maybe taking advantage of, um, you know, the assets that their municipality might have. Maybe it's tourism, uh, maybe it's business. Uh, they have something to offer, like local resources of sorts. And so um, maybe there's a way to, that would be something that you would have to do, I guess, is to be that person in the middle that reaches out, you know, to their audience, whether it's, um, whether it's other commercial enterprises or the public at, um, at large, you know, to say, hey, we're over here and uh, we're ready to do business with you. Something like this, right? Yeah, no, that's fantastic. You uh, obviously have to have no choice but to listen to me there. When, uh, um, if I'm allowed to say you're, you're my your background or you're my massage therapist, and yeah. uh, and uh, maybe you can maybe talk a little bit about your background. Sure, excellent. Um, so, Cyril, I've been a registered massage therapist in the province of Ontario for 15 years now. And um, my focus largely is uh, clinical work in the context of chronic and acute pain almost entirely. And that's all I deal with is chronic and acute pain. So uh, what that would, what would that, that would entail is um, chronic injury is defined as um, something that a person has been experiencing for a minimum of three weeks up to even years you know, mm-hmm. or their, or their entire life. And an acute injury would be something that a person had experienced uh, within, you know, uh, maybe one to three days. So, um, yeah, so I often find myself dealing with chronic matters and maybe managing them, perhaps resolving if that's a, if that's a word I can use. And, um, and then just, you know, maintaining people's, uh, their bodies based on the, the things that to do, things that they might suffer from, uh, uh, acutely, you know, like let's say a slip or a fall or some incident while playing some sports or, or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. So there's a whole array of things I have to deal with. And uh, once I get to know somebody and their bodies, I guess, um, sometimes I can see um, what their tendencies might be, you know, and um, it starts to, it can be, it can be easier that way. Everybody's different. Some people push themselves hard. Some people, they might not have a very strong constitution, you know, so I might have to treat them a certain way. Um, yeah, either way, though, I just seek to kind of uh, create a, like, uh, overall just a breakthrough and improvement in their level of health within the context of what I can do. And, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a, you know, let's say a, um, a private client base and, uh, you know, that have been loyal with me and I've been loyal with them for many years now, you know, some, some up to 15 years for my entire career wow. thus far, you know. Well, it's hard to book with you. It's hard to get an appointment with you because <laughs> yeah. if you don't book at a time, you're not getting in. Unfortunately, that's, it's gotten to that point now. And uh, so it's, it's, it's good um, in the sense that we, you know, I have a bit more of a predictable schedule. Mm-hmm. But the downfall to that sometimes is, um, you know, we, we as therapists, we can never tell actually when a person's going to sustain an acute injury. And sure. uh, we just, you know, try to honor it the best we can and see them um, as soon as we can or whenever it suits us. And it's nice to work with my clients directly and not to have any uh, just, you know, for them to have access to me directly, you know, via phone or text, because uh, we can negotiate a time that suits us both, you know, and uh, not a matter of a clinic and it's closed and they can't get a hold of me and they're stuck, you know, so they've always got access to me, you know, morning, day and night. And I like, 
Well, it's amazing. That. Like you don't get. It doesn't seem like you get a day off because. Uh, yeah, if, I would if, say. You know, you you meet you basically schedule your time according to what your clients' needs are, and so you work True. evenings, weekends, whatever it takes. And then, yeah, if I'm right. allowed to say this, you're traveling around, you know, between uh, um, Kingston and Ottawa, and so that's like right. you're you're everywhere, and so yeah. it's a quite a commitment for you. Yeah, that's right. My practice is entirely mobile for the last seven years. Prior to that, I was in a clinic, so people would visit that clinic. Mm. And so I opted to want to go mobile. It was actually what I always wanted to do. So um, I visit people in their homes, and I really like that. I enjoy that context. It's, uh, it's, uh, it feels, uh, what's the word? I mean, uh, it just feels more, I don't want to say intimate, but it just, it's the setting is more intimate. I get to meet yeah. the kids, the family, uh, yeah. the, you know, animals and that type of thing. And uh, people really enjoy that because they're in the comfort of their own home. And they find mm. actually after treatment that uh if you might feel slightly out of sorts because it is exhausting a treatment when, yeah um, so they're they're already at home it's fantastic and, and I'm, I'm pleased that they enjoy that but i do work every day of the week and my hours can be um slightly unusual i might be booked all evening some days uh, i might be booked just in the morning and afternoon some just beginning and the end of the day you know i try to balance my schedule so i can sure. continue doing this so i found the i found um I found a way to do that and I, yeah. I know what I can take overall within a week. But uh, yeah, it does have me working all the time. I'm used to that because that's how we began in 15, 15 years ago is uh, I wanted to appeal to my client base. So I made myself flexible and available and I, I much prefer it. Actually, I have colleagues who just work maybe five days a week. Um, um, and so that, that, um, those days would end up becoming too long and I find, I would find that too exhausting, you know? So I, yeah, you know, I think it's best. It suits me, you know, to do it this way. You know. Well, I think so. And and for me, I would for me anyhow is I classify myself as a therapeutic massage as opposed to a relaxation massage. Certainly, because yeah. I don't really like a relaxation a massage. And and I've, as you know, I've had uh, three knee surgeries, so pretty significant mm -hmm. uh, rebuild of my knee, and That's so. Right. I want someone to crank on me and to really get in there and get those yes. knots out and, and it worked me hard. And uh, you're not afraid to do that. You're, you're pre like, you're able to really give her pretty good, which is, uh, I think it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of strength out of you to do that. Yeah, that's right. It is. I do recall your treatments, of course. And, uh, and if I may share that, yeah, I do know that you like a lot of pressure and, um, I, you know, I've made a, I've made a commitment for the sake of my clients to actually, to um, undergo some strength trainings just to pursue, uh, you know, um, more control and more uh, more power in my treatments. And it's, it looks like it's succeeding. It's working. It's working better for me. I'm feeling better doing them. And my treatments are, you know, are, are benefiting from it, too, as well. Yeah, it's interesting that you have to strengthen yourself so that you can help other people and to get to get them yeah. where they need to go for their chronic or their, their acute pain. But the one right. thing that you know you you don't talk a lot about is or haven't mentioned is just your ability to really assess uh, the uh, the injury or or where the pain is and and how you take note of that and and you're able to kind of di you, you diarize that but you can also feel it too and you can just know what needs to be done too and you you you, you ask for feedback but but generally you have a good understanding of what the need is, which is cool is that I don't really need to tell you exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. Interesting. You know, you mentioned that Cyril, because uh, when I actually went to school for 
this profession, we had courses dedicated to assessing a variety of injuries. And mm -hmm. there are tests that are performed throughout the medical field that we can use, and they all have names, these mm -hmm. tests to assess for uh, damages to specific structures and tendons and uh, systems. And um, we can employ them. Um, and I don't often employ them because if I find success with um, just the treatment itself and um, how I perceive what needs to be done, then um, I will not do an assessment unless um, I really feel I need I have to, you know, sure. uh, but, but often, you know, because of the nature of the amount of experience that I've had and um, for example, if a person presents themselves with a shoulder injury, um, I might ask them informally to just kind of move their shoulder in a certain manner, describe the pain pattern that they're experiencing, how the injury uh, happened in the, initially, and uh, right away I might uh, I might understand which tendons and muscles are involved, you know, and and um, I, I guess yeah because of, of doing this so for so long it's um, it's kind of obvious to me, but to others when it can be a bit it. of a dazzling process because it's. Uh, they'll find it interesting that I'll hone exactly right in on it, you know, and, mm -hmm. but I think they say that, you know, if you've done something for enough hours, you know, uh, you, you can, you get better. I want, you get, you understand it. I want to be careful at using this word, but you know, uh, but you master what you're doing, you know, and the, the theory sure. I think is this 10,000 hours of doing something, you know, and then you, um, if you do it intently, you know, uh, then you you can, you can somewhat master what you're doing, you know, and I could say that I've put in well over 10,000 hours, with respect to what I'm doing, you know, and absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I call you Jazz the Healer. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna move on a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna ask you my uh, first question about yeah. uh, more about, make it about me this podcast, uh -huh. and and then I'm gonna ask you why you love or like uh, Cyril or or don't. Well, there's lots to like about you, Cyril. Uh, there's not really much to dislike about you. Um, yeah, I find you're uh, you're an interesting guy to say the least. Um, you. Uh, you genuinely enjoy people. Um, you enjoy exchanging ideas and learning about all things, whatever they may be. Um, you enjoy um, exploring, you know, terrain off of the beaten path, you know, even uh, professionally. Um, and, you know, you make things happen and do you, I've seen you adjust with life, life's changes and, you know, making the most of the opportunities that come your way. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think what, uh, what I find most interesting you of, about you, having said all that, is um, maybe a couple of things. You, you, uh, you manage your professional life while having a family, you know, and, and all, those, all the members of your family are, are, you know, vigorously building their own futures and lives, yet uh, you manage to, to balance all of that. And that is, that, is, that is, I admire that very much. And um, so you and your wife, of course, uh, um, do that as a team with your children. And um, and and a, and a final point is is um, I've mentioned this to you too. Actually, is that uh, you're 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 not an envious or jealous person. You you'll see qualities in others that you admire, and you'll 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 aspire to those qualities. You know, and want to incorporate them and bringing them into your own life. But uh, you're just gener generally just fascinated with uh with uh, people around you and if you see excellence you'll just you'll just be in awe of it you're like wow i'm just i'm gonna reach for that too in that kind of way or whatever so you know that's that's uh, what i can say about that 
Well, that's very kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how to, uh, yeah, well, that's very nice. Yeah. I would like to discuss how do you work with your counselors and your politicians, which is really a key part of being an economic developer. This is really a challenge because a number of people are not really, I guess, educated or have the experience in economic development. And a lot of the politicians or the leaders, they really don't understand economic development. So that can present a huge challenge. And I found, you know, when working with politicians or work, working very closely with the mayors, it was it was a whole different, I guess, ball of wax or whatever. It's just, it was really challenging. And uh, a lot of it is they had, they just expected that, you know, whichever community I was in, I think I've worked for, I don't know, probably six different municipalities. Um, they all felt that they were the experts and that everyone loved their community and that investors were just knocking at the door and that they were all just wanting to flood in because whether it be Airdrie, Kingston, Red Deer, wherever it was, you know, Smith's Falls, they just thought, well, you know, all the businesses are going to move here because this place is the best place to be and the best place to do business. But that's not necessarily true. And it takes time and it takes time to nurture um, especially uh, when you're bringing investment in and foreign direct investment uh, and focusing on that, such as I was, you really have to be a specialist. And yet you really have to really work the angle and work the leads and follow up and as an economic developers, educate. And at the end of the day, once you actually gain their trust and in order to gain their trust or any of the investors, they, they know you need to be knowledgeable, credible, that your place is great. But foremost, as an economic developer, they have to like you. And they have to really, you have to be able to create a strong relationship in order to develop, to be a good economic developer and actually bring investments. And no, businesses aren't knocking down at your door and say, hey, I want to be coming to the community, your community, they basically are evaluating and they're seeing at the, end, at the end of the day is, yeah, if it's a great place to live, that's important. But at the end of the day, can we make money? And in business, it's all about profit. Not all about profit, but profit's a big part, right? And if it's not profitable, they're not going to do it. And so that's really important uh that uh when presenting as an economic developer that it looks profitable that it is profitable in relation to, to counselors though is then they they feel that well of course we can bring at least 10 businesses 20 big businesses or big businesses in and that's not true and uh, and so a lot of it is education and working with uh politicians with management or leaders and get helping them to understand that really, it takes a while for companies to actually come and set up businesses. If you think about it, and you think of seeding investment, it takes at least two to three years before actually a company will actually come and set up shop within your community. And that's within different phases or cycles of economic development. So if you think about it, three years, but yet your mandate is to have so many companies within this time period and that usually becomes in your business plan 
And everyone wants to quantify, and then if you don't meet those targets, then you either, you know, I don't know, you, you lose your job, or you, you know, and if you make your, you, if you do great, then, you know, you get your job, keep your, get to keep your job. And so being an economic developer, especially the higher you go, if you're in management, the more vulnerable you are. So I've had a number of experiences with the uh, mayors and city councils and leaders and uh, really had to kind of navigate with them. And if I have any tips for you in terms of solutions and how to work very closely and how to make sure you're successful is make sure that you keep those open lines of communication going with your leaders. And I'm thinking of your chief administration, your CEO or your mayor. And making sure that you inform them and inform them what you're doing in terms of your business activity. And I was always comfortable with the, with the, telling my leaders this is the business activity because on the assumption that you have a high level of business activity, you're going to be able to produce this many jobs and this many dollars of investment. And if you think about it, the more business activity you have, you're going to get more companies that are going to move in, but it's going to take time to do that. And I think that, that, that is the issue, is time and, give, and trusting your economic developer that they can do the job that you've hired them to do. So business activity is, is a good way of doing it and, and just demonstrating and keeping those open lines of communication. And, uh, and then quick follow-up with also your leaders and doing the things that they want you to do or, or engaging them in terms of helping them, I guess, selling them on what you're doing. And, uh, and you do, you have to sell them. You have to sell the leaders, you have to sell the politicians, you have to make sure it's their ideas and you have to engage them. So when if, if a company is coming to your region, it's really important for you to engage, you know, your mayor or counselors and for putting them up front and making sure that they're the front people. That's partly due to their role, but also I think, I hate to say this, is, is their ego as well. And, and using your leaders and also your politicians is the biggest part, you know, uh, effectively to, to work with your local businesses and to attract new businesses. And a lot of times economic developers don't get the credit that they deserve, and that's okay because we're kind of in the back and we kind of, I don't know, we kind of orchestrate it and essentially, you know, um, we'll, we'll ensure the politicians get the credit, um, because if they get the credit, then you got to keep your job. And I sounds that I know that sounds pretty negative, but that, uh, you keep a job and hopefully get a raise because if you don't do that, you know, if I find that economic development is one of the first things to go when, when things are rough and things are tough. And if you don't maintain those relationships and demonstrate real value for your job, then it might not be a good situation for you. So, anyhow, that is my economic development uh, experience, and I hope you find that uh, useful uh, in your economic development career. Well, that's a wrap for exciting economic development. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jazz. And amazing guy, as I said, in terms of information, knowledge, and, and healing. Um, once again, I, t I think we mentioned in this is the magnesium flakes. And I really recommend that for for bathing because, wow, it's medicinal. really loosens you up. 
um, loosens you up more than you actually than you want. So anyhow, I uh, want to wish everyone a very uh, Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. And uh, looking forward to next uh, year for my podcast. Uh, please thank you for listening to Exciting Economic Development and uh, looking forward to 2020 uh, to continue in the podcast. If you have any feedback, there's a link and uh, it'd be great to get my first voice message. Uh, then I could incorporate that uh, in this part of my um, um, part of the uh, uh, podcast. So uh, just you can see the link. It's in the uh, introduction and uh, um, it'd be great to hear from you and hear your involvement, any feedback you have. Take care and all the best in uh, the new year.